0: This is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama Music
1: <laughs>
0: My God, that was beautiful. Um I, I was moved to tears.
1: Um something moved. <laughs>
0: Was moved. Uh, is a bowel movement to tears? I'm not I sure. Was, anyway, I
1: was moved to bowels. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, today we're going to talk about um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast yes. And Cartoon Planet.
1: Woo 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 woo! Absolutely. I love these shows so deeply. Yeah.
0: I love these shows as well. They are uh, the fabric of um, my wife and my relationship. They are uh, the, the quotables that are uh, every part of our daily routine. Uh, there's not a day goes by that I don't look at my wife and, and quote an episode of uh, Space Ghost or the musical barbecue or the surf and turf or cartoon planet. Um, oh, there were so many wonderful things that came out of this. Um, for historical context, let's, let's, let's get the context stuff out of the way real quick. And I'm not even doing this from the, uh, the wiki this time. I'm just going to do this kind of from pastiche memory. Um, Space Ghost Coast Coast to Coast is, um, one of the, uh, first of the lineup of shows that was on, um, Cartoon Network's, uh... Kind of grand experiment with uh, teenager to young adult programming. Um, adult Swim, <laughs> which is now a a just a standard part of their uh, their lineup, is it, it the the one part I yeah. honestly do not know at this point. Is I don't know whether Adult Swim is its own cable channel now, but I know that basically they are their own. Kind of subsection media empire off of Cartoon Network at this point.
1: Um, yeah, 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 for sure. They it, what was it? Yeah, go uh, ahead. Was this was this something that started on TBS and moved over to Cartoon Network? No, no, no I'm thinking of Cartoon Planet.
0: Yeah, car, uh, yeah, Cartoon Planet was on. Because they're TBS both
1: Turner and, networks. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's the under, whole thing. Who cares?
0: Right, right, but no. um... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Space Coast Coast to Coast was um, they were there in the Adult Swim programming block from the beginning because uh, yeah. I think the first block was like, it was them Harvey Birdman C-Lab 2021 and then Aqua Teen came later there was a fourth show that was in that four show chunk I think they were padding it out with anime. Like I think they they were showing Gundam during that period yeah. of time as well. But
1: the, and then like, at some point it was like Friday night was funny, Saturday or er, Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday. One night was funny and one night was anime.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and they, I, I went that way. Yeah, because I know that like I found out about Cowboy Bebop. Of yeah,
1: um, I was like, "What is this?" I like yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and just, oh my god, that's that another track. one we, we 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 should do an entire episode on. But um,
1: space you could do Coast just to- the soundtracks. Oh my oh god, my god,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll Yuck be on Kano. Oh, we'll be on Cowboy Bebop for uh, this entire episode if we don't steer off yeah. now. Um, yep, yep, yep. So, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is. Turner Broadcasting Network realizing that they still own all of this IP rights to uh, Hanna Barbera characters uh, from 60s, seventies, and eighties, and going, no. eh, okay, well, you know, we have these. I don't know what we really want to do with them. And um, Dave Lazo and some of his buddies, um, you know, throwing this crazy idea together of, you know, hey, well, what if we take some of these characters and these assets from the the uh, from the old Hanna Barbera days, and what if we repackage them as like witty, snarky characters, um, and and thus you have the 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 original block. Uh, you have Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which is the characters from the old Space Ghost TV show, minus Jan and Jace and Blip the monkey, who hardly ever right. showed up, would show up for comedic effect, but um, minus them. And then you had C-Lab 2021, which was basically recycled footage for at least the first few episodes of the old Hanna-Barbera show, C-Lab 2020. And then Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, which is new animation using the template of the Hanna-Barbera recycled animation to create a new show. Stephen Colbert was on that, Um, which, oh my God.
2: I'm the alpha male. I'm the alpha male. I'd like to welcome you all to the biannual. Ha ha ha! Bye! Seven and Seven Board of Directors meeting. Okay, first charge. Look out! We made a lot of money this year by suing. Let's see, doctors, dentists, astrologists, the maker of all-terrain vehicles, people that own sidewalks, the people that put cheese in the crust, big tobacco, little tobacco, and oh yeah, some priests.
1: Um, was that yeah. Stephen Colbert? That
0: was Stephen Colbert as Phil oh, Ken wow. Seven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Wow. Ah, <laughs> noses on dowels. Yeah. Oh my God, he oh, was so that. good. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Dangly parts. Um. God, I love that. Uh, he, no
1: wonder yeah. he's so funny.
0: Oh God, he's so good. Um, so Space Ghost is,
1: but yeah, um, to me, of all yeah, those, go, go. of all those repurposed Hanna Barbera tunes that made their way to Adult Swim, I think Coast to Coast is the is the by far the the shining winner.
0: Agreed. Oh, absolutely. It's the bar because it's yeah. like um, it becomes a comedy proving ground for, um, awkward comics and for folks that they're, you know, it's, it's, uh, mid nineties through early two thousands. And it's the same period of time. It, it almost became this experiment zone where, um, God, everybody that was anybody that is now a, a, um, famous Hollywood comedian was on Space Ghost Uh, Bob Odenkirk David Cross was on there Jack Black was on there Tenacious D well yeah Jack Black and Kyle Tenacious D they were on there Um, there were a bunch of comedians that were Second City um, uh, the Groundlings etc like uh, Los Angeles folks that were coming up that showed up briefly and then kind of fell off the radar um, uh,
1: and, and not just as guests, but as writers. The writers yeah, yeah. on that show. Yeah. It's just, a, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Right. I mean. Uh, Michael Evan, McKeon. Michael McKeon
0: from Better Call Saul. He's on there. Um, and, and
1: Spinal Tap. For yes. So. Uh, Evan Dorkin wrote one. Uh, the guy who did Milk and Cheese. And right. Dork. Right. Uh, the comic books. He did. Uh, him and. Oh what is his wife's name? Who also writes comic? Book. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, but they they did a couple episodes. Pavement um,
0: shows up, who is one of yeah. James Urbaniak of uh, Venture Brothers' favorite uh bands. And uh, they they scored an entire episode. They yeah. do these two great songs which are like I you know, I I scream at my Siri until she finally figures out what I'm what I'm calling for. I'm like, you know, Play the, play the Pavement song, the Space Ghost <laughs> one. And she's like, I can't find that in your music library. And I'm like, let's try yeah. it again. I'm going to say it 37 times until you play it because I need to hear Dreamy Ghost right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: This show's so good, I'm thinking about not even airing it. And um. uh,
1: I think it was Sonny Chirac did the theme music. Yep. And when he died, they did a tribute episode that was just his music with
0: all end to end. Yep, yeah.
1: yeah. I want to say Thurston Moore was the like visual component, but they just played his music over it.
0: Yeah. That's then, yep. But that's um, OK. So let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. let's talk about for a minute. The um, what is the show? Yeah. What is the show? So the template for the show is um, uh, Space Ghost is now he's he's uh, he's kept all of his superpowers. He's kept the Phantom Cruiser. He's done he has with the doing, rays, right, the laser
1: right. bracelets and right, the inviso but, belt or whatever. Right, but he's he no longer invisible. Yep, he's
0: no longer saving the universe from from space crime. Uh, he's now a uh, TV talk show host. And <laughs> yeah they kind of hint and allude to the fact that he's in some sort of, like, legal trouble and that Ted Turner lords over him and that he doesn't have much control over the fact that he has to do this show for some sort of contractual obligation reasons. And he ropes in Zorak. Zorak is one of the villains from the original Space Ghost show. Moltar is another villain. Brack arrives, who is one of the original Space Ghost villains. And the weird thing but of course now it's just poetry and butter and perfect is that they had, um, George Lowe does Space Ghost and I'm gonna do a very bad imitation of Space Ghost here, uh, but I, I do voices so it's like my favorite thing to do. All of my voices derive from years of trying to get these voices right, right? So, you know, George Lowe does Space Ghost and it's the most beautiful, deep, like, baritone bass and he's like, I'm Space Ghost. And I can open a can of spinach with my butt muscles. Um, <laughs> right. And then, and then, uh, you got, uh, C. Martin Croker, uh, uh rest his soul, he, he passed on a few years back as Zorak, and Zorak, uh, is, uh, you know, kind of stuck doing this. He doesn't have a choice. Somehow he's been imprisoned by Space Ghost, and, fair. I'm going down to the commissary to drown my sorrows in jello. Um, And then, uh, and then you got Andy Merrill, um, who just like Brack is, you know, in, in the old Hanna-Barbera show, Brack is just this dime a dozen 1960s cartoon villain where he's just like, you know, I am going to get Space Ghost and I'm going to destroy him, right? When Andy Merrill does Brack, for some reason, Brack has the most hilarious case of brain damage and he gets on there and he, if you go outside and play you'll blow up you don't want to blow up do
2: you better watch your cartoon <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and so the 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 um, the three of them have the show space ghost is dr- the driving force behind the show um he brings on random guests uh, from, you know, the, the mid-90s to early 2000s Hollywood and, and obscure indie film and music landscape, and he interviews them. And the great thing about the way that they did Space Ghost Coast to Coast is that... Besides
1: everything. Besides, besides
0: everything, is that they would interview the comedians, actors, uh, musicians, whatever... And they would ask them one set of questions and then they would take the hour worth of interview that they had done with him or with with him, her, uh, whoever. And then they would take this raw video, they would watch through it and they'd be like, how can we make this seem horribly out of context? And how can we make this awkward and as hilarious as possible? And then they recut. All of the questions and the interactions that Space Ghost has with these guests, so that the questions and interface and dialogue that Space Ghost is having with them is entirely different from the interview that they did. And yeah. In later interviews with some of these folks, you know, sometimes they'd be like, yeah, I finally saw my episode and oh my God, it's way better than the interview I gave. And sometimes they'd be like, you know, I saw that interview and I do not remember having that conversation, you know, and they they still weren't fully in on the joke, you know? Yeah. This is like proto Colbert Nation, you know, this is, this is like, let's bring you in and then we're not going to let you in on the joke. But the writers in the audience will be in
1: on the joke, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you for being on our little show, Citizen John. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very excited to be here. You're a fellow talk show host. Do you have any advice for me? Always introduce yourself to the guests before the show. That way no you know, they'll know who's hosting it. I'm hosting it. Space Ghost. Well, I was thinking you'd come into my dressing room and introduce yourself. Uh Oh. Then I realized we're on different planets, and it's really hard. I, my sister called. But I always try and do that. You walk up. Yeah. And if you have Claudia Schiffer on, don't mention the word cheese, because she freaks. Wow, that's good. Moltar, make a note of that. No. Come on. I'm busy.
1: Are you? No. (sighs) We'll
2: make a note of it. John, do you have problems with sidekicks? No. Really? How come? Can't afford one. Just capture one. Right, Zorak? Sidekicks are good at kicking. Zorak. May I kick you, John? Are you serious? Zorak, settle down. I'll kick your kidneys out and then make a pie with them.
1: Zorak! And the guests... It was such a weird evolution. Because, I mean, like you said, there were indie musicians and established comedians and up-and-coming people but also like one episode half of the Gilligan's Island cast was there early on they had stuff like Gilligan's I, Island actors
0: yeah um, I, I, I almost think that part of that is just because of the that Bee like Gees. that Turner ownership where it's like well we know we can get so-and-so on it'll be a favor so you know yeah let's bring them well, on I think you know?
1: I think not even because I mean stuff like Gilligan that was on way before Turner was around back when there was just the three channels but I mean they're not working so yeah you can get you know Bob Denver to show up for 500 bucks
0: (laughs) right it's not going to be a far stretch to say do do you mind showing up and just doing this interview in this back room for a little bit we're just going to record it Yeah.
2: Gilligan! Yes, I rather like that. Well, good for you. (laughs) Alrighty. When you did the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, did you think the writers had gone far enough with the idea?
0: I think so. I think it was like the crowning achievement was to have the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island.
2: I see. You were on that island for 15 years. How did you recharge the batteries for that radio?
1: Uh, They had um, two of the Catwomen and Adam West one episode, Eartha Kitt, Lee Merriweather, and Adam West.
0: Oh, God, that episode was so much fun. Yeah. Become
2: Batman and help me. No. Come on, I need your superpowers. Uh I have none. What? No, I'm just a little crazy, obsessed with fighting crime, but uh, I have no superpowers. So your whole life is a lie. Wherever I find it, I fight crime, and there is a crime here today, I say. No kidding.
1: And then there are also weird... Eighties and nineties comics like Judy Tenuda showed up uh two or three times. Uh John no Joel Hodgson he popped up. Meryl yes. Marco, now who is fabulous. Before we go on, um
0: Joel Hodgson, MST three K. Yeah, very similar style of humor. Very similar yeah. can we get away with this? I think we can. Very similar kind of pastiche of past and present that was a big thing in the 90s was um this realization that i feel like a lot of the collective um media landscape of the 90s at least from the alternative video and 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 tv production perspective was looking at the century worth of, of film that had just been put on videotape and going oh wow
1: Look at look at all of this pre-existing stuff we can just use, you know? Yeah. And yeah, especially in the 80s, like, there was so much like, hey, remember this from when we were right. little? Right. Wasn't that great slash weird slash yeah. stupid delete right. as appropriate? Yeah. I mean, like Pee Wee Herman's uh, stage show before he got the movie and the TV show was very much like retro 50s, retro yeah. 60s, early yeah. 60s. Um the Mr. Bungle video and the right. set decoration and the uh, you know his props and puppets and stuff it was very yeah. 50s.
0: Right, right.
1: MST3K all their movies were from the 50s and 60s and they were just yep. ta- talking over it, making fun of it.
0: Yep. And then Space Ghost is kind of the logical Kind of outpouring of that, where it's like you know these guys are seeing this stuff begin to. Uh, well, I guess by that point, MST3K had a really really solid following because MST3K is early 90s oh, yeah. to the late '90s, and you know so you know, these guys are seeing yeah, this stuff. I remember watching
1: that seen. in in like '92 or so, yeah. watching yeah. it before the school bus came.
0: So it, it it it's it's solid ground upon which to build a comedy foundation and that combined with the fact that there's all this found footage not found footage but like stock footage that's readily yeah. available for cheap it it built it makes the, it creates the template for for doing space ghost coast to coast and so you have
1: and it it goes it kind of takes that idea of here's all this existing stuff from right you know writers and directors childhood right uh and and it it takes the the leap from um commentary on it to yeah. reinvention of it
0: exactly and that's and the beauty and instead of it.
1: critiquing it it transforms it into an entirely new thing that has nothing to do with the original right 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 it, it is a and you can tell that they're highly influenced by, you know, Letterman. A lot of his delivery yeah. is very Letterman. He has the yeah. tapping the yellow card like Johnny Carson and Letterman yep. did.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, I mean, for God's sake, one of the main mainstay guests was Meryl Marco, who was the head writer when Late Night started.
0: Who Space Ghost is in love with, Who, by the way. And he uh, was in I, love with
1: her. Yeah. And she totally spurns him. And she's like, yeah. uh, no, I'm I'm not comfortable with this at all. Yeah. This is yeah. very gross. No. Right. Thank you. And and
0: he he fawns over her. It's so great.
1: Yeah. I mean, you better. She's Meryl Marco. She yeah. invented stupid pet tricks. Oh my god. She's, she's genius. She's
0: so great. It she's just the like best. the way she burns her. him. And then George Lowe doing Space Ghost, he's like. I, I just, you know, any number of reasons that I could come up with for having you on this show for five minutes longer. Oh, you can't? O- okay, bye. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and he goes and seeks Moltar's advice. And right. and I didn't realize, I I, I forgot that Moltar and Zorak are both C Martin Croker.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. It's just one of, yeah, they're both with different voice modulators. Yep.
1: Yeah, so when yeah. they would do the pre-interview, it would be, George Lowe and Seabarton Crook are just the two of them doing the yeah. voices
0: yeah here 's uh, your stinking coffee, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. so much animosity because they yeah. are they are still they keep the narrative of he used to go around fighting space crime right and the they 're his prisoners, and he makes Zorak be the band leader. Yeah. And Moltar is the director of the program. (laughs) Right.
0: And they're ostensibly prisoners. But, like, obviously, as as the show goes on and and they kind of build out the story universe, it's it's quite obvious that these guys could leave at any time. That they're on this, like, little building out on a moon in the middle of nowhere. And Space Ghost randomly comes and goes as he pleases. And then they intercut that with, like, Zorak and and Moltar kind of, like, you know, looking at each other and be like... Uh, is he back yet
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> or the or the three of them sitting in the cafeteria drinking coffee before the show right right it's like oh yeah. well, you okay it's pretty minimum security prison right, gig right right it. <laughs> it's so silly
2: yeah who is this woman i think it's Diane Parkinson
1: and what's his name
2: That's zorak does he scare
1: you no this is a grasshopper
2: I'm a mantis. You're a locust. Look me up. I'm a mantis. Lokar is the locust. Say, you are a mantis. I've been calling you a locust all this time. You were? Yes, don't you pay attention? No. Well, thanks a lot, Mr. Mantis. You're so important over there with that keyboard and everything, and you don't have to pay attention because the Mr. Mantis is way too important to be the sidekick. Isn't that right, Mr. Mantis?
0: What? Okay, so now that we've given the template,
1: do you want to just start (laughs) quoting the bits that we love? I mean, why the hell not, right? Well, I mean, uh, I think first and foremost... Banjo
2: <laughs> Why do we always hurt the ones we love? Why, Banjo? Why? Banjo! Banjo! Banjo
1: I love yes. the banjo episode where he banjo! Uh, <laughs> his his pet sea monkey mutates into a giant yes. monster that Yes. Is wrecking Ghost Planet, and he has yeah. to he has to subdue it by murdering it with his laser bracelets. Yeah, um, and he there's... mourns, and the stock footage of him flexing with his yeah, eyes, with his voice screaming to the heavens.
2: Banjo! <laughs> Banjo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> the episode Ant,
0: I think I think that was Tom York, where they oh, they okay. give up. They give up on... It's like a 22-minute episode, right? But I I think they do 10 minutes of Tom York. And then Space Ghost is like, Hold on. Hold on. There's an ant in the studio.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah!
0: (laughs) I have to go get get rid of it. Zorak is like, You wanna just squish it? And Space Ghost is like, No. No, if you you squish it, uh, more will come. I have to follow it back to its home and destroy its whole family. And then the next, like, 12 minutes is Space yeah. Ghost following an ant out of the production studio and then through this old 1960s Hanna-Barbera recycled footage alien landscape. And the whole time, he's just like... do do do
1: do do staring at the ground.
0: Right. And then every once in a while, well. you hear George, George Lois Space goes. I am going to kill the hell out of your family, aunt. Yeah. And then the ending. Uh, No, I'm not even going to give away the ending. People have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's that.
1: There's... um, I love the of Rhymes episode.
0: Yes. Yes. Where there's the
1: gas leak. And they're like at the (laughs) grocery store. And there's a gas leak. I'm blacking out. And then they're like they're talking to Busta Rhymes and slowly like getting high or getting brain damage. And the voices all keep going higher like they've got helium balloons. Yeah. Yeah. And the visuals become not quite psychedelic, but like just like ups. not everything's sort of like blurring and trippy. uh, It's
0: essentially trippy. It's trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then while everything is, is reaching its peak, it suddenly cuts to a a quiet, Non-animated real-life campfire scene, right? With cartoon space ghost and a cartoon television hanging down (laughs) from the woods, from the middle of from a tree, (laughs) and and Buster Rhymes on the screen going, "Yeah, well, you know, I just, you know, this apocalypse is probably coming any minute, and you know, all the signs (laughs) are there." he's like, let's go camping and he, and they're there. And <laughs> yep, like, yep. And they're like, No, I don't like this. So they go back to the studio and <laughs> they go everything's back crazy to, again. Yes. <laughs> um uh the
0: one the one that I quote all the time is the Bjork one. Uh, oh, I love the Bjork, That's oh, on the Bjork, Bjork one. That's on my list. Bjork So
1: good. Where she's because she's his ex wife. Yes. Or, or she is she's is she his a, wife, is and it, then she, his ex wife. Or she thinks she's his wife. Yes. Yes. I forget, but yeah, yeah, and yeah, cause she, I mean, I yeah. God bless Bjork. She's wonderful. She's a weirdo yeah. though, and yeah. she's being yeah. full on weirdo in that interview. She's being
0: delightfully weirdo. Oh god, it's so good. And the writing that they did in order to reciprocate to have uh, George Low as Space Coast reciprocate the weirdness is just yes. poetry. Oh, yes. it's so good. I love you know. She, he's what does he say? He says. Um, and uh
1: she's there's something where it's like and uh, what about our children?
0: Yeah, no, I got it. It's it's um tell tell your friend uh tell your friend tricky to stop uh uh tell your friend tricky to stop playing new beats. And uh she goes, "It makes all the children happy." And then uh he looks he gets really quiet and he goes, "Those aren't children, honey. They're packets of cream cheese." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, honey, how are you? Do you like sulfur? Sulfur? Sulfur's my favorite food, honey. You know that. Is that why you called me? Yeah. Oh, great. Can I sing in Icelandic? Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm I'm right in the middle of a, um, giant space war.
0: And the boil, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, uh, what's the other one from that, uh, the Bjork episode? I can't remember the context, but it's like, yeah, she goes, it smells like bad eggs. And he goes, because that's what happens when you boil the couch cushions. <laughs> it just there's so it's so little context at a certain point. It just becomes yeah. this
1: meta memeable. Oh, it's so good! It's so good! It's it so just good. becomes like absurd ping ponging of one liners. Yeah, it's just between, beautiful
0: quotable soup. Yeah, uh,
1: an interview that they taped last week. And right. the writer sitting in the room today going, all right, I got to respond to that, I guess.
0: Yeah, let's make this as ridiculous as possible. Yeah.
1: I um, like... Uh, I think... A, I forget if it was one episode or if he came back, but um, Grandpa Space Ghost, played by yes! real-life Randy Savage.
0: Yes, yes. And it's just Space um,
1: Ghost with a long white beard. Yeah, because Space <laughs> like Ghost... over.
0: Right, because Space Ghost is... Tad Ghostel. That's
1: his Tad his, his yeah.
0: full name. His his like alter ego name, like Clark Kent. And his father's name is I think it's Rad Ghostel with the beard. And okay. um, yeah, and he's like, yeah, you're not doing any more of this. You gotta stop doing this interview stuff,
2: and you gotta go beat up some bad guys. Give it to them <laughs> old school
0: style. Oh yeah, and Zorak the whole time is like. Please don't, please don't, please don't, for the love of God! Ah! (laughs) Doesn't doesn't Zorak
1: hit him with a folded chair at one point? Yes! Yes, it devolves into wrestling
0: at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Why, 20
2: years ago, I would've put your head in a half, Nelson, twisted it around, saying each letter of the alphabet on every turn, and when I reached the first letter of my true love's name, that would be the lovely Elizabeth, I would yank your head clean off and roll it down the pike like a bowling ball. Okay. Alright, here we go. What are we doing?
0: Uh,
1: And then, um... it's so berserk. It's so yeah. crazy. Oh, and, then, and speaking and then, of the Ghostals, uh, his yep. evil twin, Chad yes. Ghostal. There you go. Yeah, I was about to go <laughs> He's just Space there. Yeah. Ghost with a mustache. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who, uh, and my favorite
0: thing is that there's this, there's this, um, they maintain oh, and, the same that, sitcom rules. No, hold on. They maintain the exact same sitcom rules for yeah. good guy and bad guy with bad with uh, the the same bad the same person playing the bad guy, but with a goatee as they right. do in a sitcom, where Tad is not on camera at the same time that Chad is, but it's yeah. all animation, so it
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> would cost zero dollars to have both. Right. right. And uh, I think that's the one where whenever Space Ghost flies off, it goes instead of pew, it goes whoosh. <laughs> Oh yeah, the little girl's voice. Yeah, whoosh. <laughs> and uh, and so he's he's interviewing the actress who played one of the Brady one of the Brady Bunch girls, and they're having a nice time. And then he has to go away, and and Chad comes in. And uh, and he's like, what? No, I don't want to talk to you. And he switches over and talks to Alvira. He's like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yes, yes. Yeah, and he's all very 1950s Hepcat, too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're the hot lady that I'm looking for in my life, <laughs> little woman. Roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all Sly <sighs> daddyo, with Chad Ghostel. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. She's um, absurd Pile of show.
0: God, there's there's the meta episode that just doesn't.
1: They do this well, there's episode. There's the table and this is read the, episode. There's the table read episode, but then the where one that I'm the thinking whole about episode is, is the is the actors sitting around right. a table reading the script of a whole of an episode that you've already seen.
0: Right. So that's that's the thing that's like that,
1: the, and it's still entertaining somehow. There
0: there's a point where. Lazo, Croker, merrill all of those guys started to realize that they could bend the rules and they could. And and then and then towards the end of Space Ghost, they just kept bending and kept bending yeah. to see how far they could go. Um, and and the show just got beautifully weirder as a result than one, yeah. one of my absolutely favorite episodes, because it's it's ostensibly an interpretive modern art style piece is they do the whole show in this staticky, um, like, black and white, and they're slowly, ever so slowly, fading in and fading out the words to one of the Shakespeare sonnets as if it's the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. And there's this oh, yeah, whine. Yeah, yeah. There's this wine, And I can't even remember who the hell they're interviewing. But, you know, Space goes the whole time, he's like, does anybody hear that whine? You know? And, right, and right. Zorak can't hear it. Moltar can't can, uh, cannot hear it. Um, that one's great. My absolute uh, no, they're all favorites. I can't say this is my absolute favorite. But one <laughs> of the, the one of the ones that just is near and dear to my heart is the one where Pavement's on, and yeah. um, it's the one where Space Ghost has written the episode, and he's and I remember the beginning of that episode. Like, they're down in the commissary, and they're they're getting the coffee, <laughs> Space Ghost looks at them, and he goes, You know why show's so good tonight? Zorak is like, No, why is show so good tonight? And then Space Ghost looks back and goes, Because I write it! I write it tonight! Space Ghost write it! <laughs> Cut right to the music, oh my god. And then the whole show is just, like, this gobbledygook, like, eight, get back. I don't know, eight-year-old English, you know, eight-year-old kid yeah. uh, version like of English. Like Bizarro talk. Right, and Space, and, and, and uh, Zorak is reading off of this script that he's been provided with, and it's, you know, they animate him holding the script, and, you know, every time that he questions the line, Space goes is like, Bad bug, you go to prison. <laughs> 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 uh, and the, it ends. Uh,
1: oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead.
0: No, it ends with my favorite line, which is... Oh, God, no, I can't do that either because they're all favorites. Um, it, it ends with, Pavement is playing. They're playing this amazing Closer song. <clears throat> and um, it's, it's their song, Dreamy Ghost, which is basically the song they did for the episode. And it's slowly fading out, and you hear Space Ghost in, in, in the audio foreground goes, well, This episode's so good. I'm thinking about not even airing
1: it. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I like the one uh, with the space goblin. Yes. Who keeps interrupting? Is it Who is the guest iced tea?
0: Yes, it is. That's the
1: one with iced tea.
0: Yeah, yeah. And iced tea. Do you wish to rap with the rapping space goblin? Now pass, Spacey. That
1: was so good because <laughs> he's like, "Now nah, I'm the space goblin, and I'm here to say that when you cross the street, you best look both ways." Yes. <laughs> Just all these stupid yes. little like PSA raps,
0: right? Because it's 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 the '90s cartoon. Uh, Let's make rap safe for kids so that we could deliver the message with 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 rap and hip hop. And the space goblin has his little ball cap on backwards, <laughs> yeah. and he has his token space ghost black t shirt, and he looks like um, he he looks like oh the the fuzzy green, he looks like gritty the hockey mascot, but he's green. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he's got he's got but, this but very like in- crossed
1: with like Poochie from the Simpsons. Yeah, like, exactly. We it like it's like a breakfast cereal company right, decided right. that they need a a hip. Right. Cool streetwise mascot.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and it's, yeah,
1: it's the corniest, well, dorkiest thing.
0: Well, I'm the space goblin, and I'm here to say that eating your vegetables is a-okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Ice T looks at it with the most. Like glowering, derisive just, just, stare—just the coldest, hardest contempt. Stare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, God, oh yeah. man, it's so good. Um, yeah, and, and the, then uh, uh, the for the ladies uh, episode—I forget who the other guests are—but it's like a woman and a woman and a woman, and then yes! Alice Cooper. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's right. he, thought, he was like, ah, oh, the <laughs> lovely Alice. <laughs> and then Alice Cooper appears on the screen. Ah! Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're not a lady. What are you doing on? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: also, um, uh, when Mr. <laughs> Show comes on, he spends yeah. at least three to four minutes getting Bob Odenkirk's name wrong. Uh, so how do you pronounce your name? Is it, is it Bob Odenkirk? Is that uh that's how it's pronounced, right? And yeah, then of ba- course they riff on it. Bodenkirk. You know, they do, they do the yes and, you know, and David yeah. Cross and but they both launched it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, his, his name was uh, uh Rabba, but you know, and now he just goes by Ba. you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Cause so are. I mean, Bob Odenkirk before he was better call Saul before Mr. Show before the Ben Stiller show, he was a writer on SNL with his brother yep. and they started out at second city. So like he is an expert in, Oh, we're just going to riff and make up some brilliant, funny comedy jokes. Mm-hmm. And David Cross was a stand-up, and he went on with Bob and blah, 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 blah. So he's yeah. also, you know, Oh yeah, I can sit here and, and, you know, punch my weight with the best of them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they do, it's such a dumb joke, but he goes, so uh which one of you is the straight man? And he goes, Oh yeah, he's the straight man and I'm the gay man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, what was your question? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> and, and, nice.
0: and contextually it was the nineties, so it's one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like that joke just flies. You know, it's like okay, But it's yeah, it's
1: right. it was sort of at the it was sort of at the end of the period where Oh, that person's gay. Get it?
0: Right, right, right. And it like was, that
1: was the joke. Yeah, and But it it was more like just a pun. Yeah. It was just a pun, yeah. and that was it. That yeah, and
0: it played fluently, and it was a yeah. yes and, and it, and it just, because it's, it. And it, they, it it's, those guys are so smooth with getting yeah. their yes ands into a gag, that it's like, oh, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. And yeah, they just
1: yeah. drop it and move on. Yeah, yeah. They don't point um, at it, they don't put a lampshade, they're just like yeah oh joke anyway move on right
0: right as Um, good improvisers god all i remember about the tom york one is that it was incredibly uh, uncomfortable it's just like (laughs) he's
1: uncomfortable get out of here
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i i i swear it's one of those where like they just you know the the interviewers probably just weren't getting anything out of tom york so they were just probably just like all right well you know we'll make george's lines as as out there as we can and then let's just abandon it at a certain point. Let's move on to something else. And, and they yeah. did and it was great. You know, I think that was Ant. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But um,
1: I, I feel like you're, I, you yeah. know, once I as a teenager watching this once I figured out how they did it. Yeah. My focus shifted and it was split between Haha! Ha, fun watching a show. Yay, jokes! Right. And also, I wonder what the original interview footage looked like yeah. before they wrote for it. What do we do. Greetings, citizen. Thank you, Space Ghost. It's nice to be here. Identify yourself to the universe. My name is Conan O'Brien. I'm six foot four. I'm two hundred pounds. I displace one hundred and eighty kiloliters of liquid. That's metric. Yes. I thought you used metric in deep space. No, we really don't measure too much. We don't need measurements. My apologies, Space Ghost. How's the weather up there? Watching, you know, Hanson give answers, and then you say, well, what, what was the interview like before, you know, Space Ghost introduced them right. as, you know, the nice little girls or mm-hmm. whatever he said yeah. about them.
0: Right, right. Which one of you is the girl? Yeah, gonna, Yeah. Yeah um god what else uh uh there's so many good moments um it's
1: just every second like yeah. there's not a there probably is a bad episode but there isn't
0: right because because there's there's moments that are are saved in bad episodes by ridiculous gags that they realize that they can throw in just to just to save that episode
1: um yeah Oh, And it's um, also another one of those shows uh, we talked about an earlier episode in mm-hmm. uh, in The Goon Show and yeah. in um, uh, Tim and Eric and shows like that where yeah. you can have silence. Yes. And that's okay.
0: Yes, actually. As a matter of fact... Embrace
1: the silence.
0: Yeah. This is one of those ones that, um, in my opinion... What they began to do with Adult Swim, um, paved the way for um, uncomfortable silence and, and awkward comedy. Um, after that, like I, I I I maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe there's maybe there's a, a a genre of comedy that somehow I missed or something like that, or or you know maybe there's a, a show that I missed. But I swear. That like what they did in Adult Swim and in Space Ghost, yeah. What we did, what they did during the Adult Swim block with silence and awkwardness in comedy yeah. is what laid the tracks for stuff like Napoleon Dynamite, and then later mm. for like Hot Rod with Andy Samberg, sure. and just this whole like uh, you between two it,
1: ferns, yeah. Falls Zach in there. Actus,
0: yeah. All of the Tim and Eric stuff, yeah. Like I feel like that was. Sowing the seeds, that was the proving grounds for you can let a joke sit uncomfortably for a minute in the air because yeah. it's going to be so much funnier if you let that uncomfortable joke just stew like a fart and and watch everybody kind of look around like, oh, God, now what? You know,
1: or oh, I man. mean, there was a couple episodes where it would open with silence. Yeah. You know, they'd yeah. be sitting in the in the commissary or it would yeah. I love the ambient noise when when the camera is on again, like it's in a studio. It's a yeah. cartoon. But yeah. when the camera's on Space Ghost at his desk, yeah. It's just And then when it cuts over to Zorak, there's this like weird cricket chirping. Right. E- yeah. yeah. And then when it cuts to Moltar downstairs into like, I don't know, lava pit director's in the cave, room, whatever, yes. this weird red cave, yeah, yeah.
2: There's
1: yeah. this rumbling, yeah. Yep. but just that ambient noise that's always in those locations, mm-hmm. so you could cut back and forth, and you could, and that enabled them to extend the silence, mm-hmm. because, oh, the audio's changing, it gives like a veneer of an audio landscape, when really it's silence,
0: Yeah, nothing yeah. is
1: happening, Yep. but you get a false sensation that something is happening
0: yeah yeah you, you and and it's it's one of those where as a viewer you have been trained watching a cartoon show that a scene transition means at the beginning of that scene transition get ready to be uh, get ready to pay attention because they're about to introduce the the, the next bit to move this yeah. you know cartoon show forwards in Space Ghost it's you know silent... It's, yeah, it's exactly what you just described. And so it builds this, you end up giggling uncomfortably. You yeah. giggle uncomfortably in the same way that you giggle uncomfortably when the guitarist at a rock set, uh, you know, walks off stage and then doesn't come back on for 10 minutes. It's like, <laughs> right. what's, what's going on here? Oh, this is kind of weird. You know, oh,
1: this isn't how know. it's supposed to go. Yeah, exactly. It's this. How, it's yeah, that's exactly that's it.
0: Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortability with this isn't the way that I've been
1: programmed
0: to believe yes. that this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, they, th- there's the, I, I remember being in, in probably high school, maybe middle school, and they taught us that comedy is either, all jokes are basically either over exaggeration, excuse me, that's redundant, either exaggeration, understatement or irony yeah but really all three of those can be boiled down to just a break in logic and a surprising Mm -hmm. break in logic
0: right right it's
1: it might have the form of logic but a nonsensical logic like a riddle um you know that's how a knock knock joke works is like oh that's not a name right but it's founded on you trusting the person doing the comedy that hang with me for a minute and there's this tension that's being built, but then I'm going to release it once the funny happens and then all the tension will go away. And so you are, you have been taught that there will be something happening any second now. Yeah. Any second. Okay. Here we go, but it, it doesn't come.
0: Yeah, and it just and it doesn't come and it doesn't come. And in some cases, they they stretch it out for like a minute and then two minutes yeah. and then three minutes. And you're sitting there and you're waiting. Yeah. And they'll throw it. They'll throw in Zorak looking back and forth. They'll and, throw and in blinking. Bling, right. Bling. Bling, bling, right. Now they'll, they'll throw in space Ghost still at the desk. You know, are we doing this? You know. Right. Uh, right. Just these these moments. And, and here's the other thing that... I, I mentioned this kind of halfway a minute ago, and I know I've also hit on this more pronouncedly in one of the previous episodes that we did. And I think it was the Goon Show, or it might have been the Young Ones. But um, the thing that's really beautiful about Space Ghost is that um, they take the fact that... And this is, this is the deceptive beauty of reusing these Hanna-Barbera assets. They take the fact that you have been um programmed by television to believe that as soon as you see those characters on screen those characters are going to be rushing through um the uh the television episode that they're doing because they only have a certain amount of time to be on the air to deliver uh com you know um rising action conflict resolution and right. and then the laugh at the end and so there's this portion of your brain that, you know, first time viewer, you're sitting there and you're watching Space Ghost and you're like, well, these are cartoon characters. There's no way that they're going to waste this much money animating these cartoon characters to just stand there. Yeah. Why? What? There's something wrong. There's something inherently wrong here. And my brain is having so much trouble processing it. And then they do it again. Yeah. And then they do it a third time. And at a certain point, there's that little thing that breaks in your brain and goes, "This is the gag."
1: Right. This oh, is. The oh, the joke is on me. This is.
0: Yeah, the joke is not something where I get to laugh with them. Somebody somewhere in control of these recycled Hanna Barbera animation episodes or assets is laughing at the fact that I'm not getting this, and that. Becomes the beauty of all of Adult Swim from there on in for at least a 10 year period, you know, is the the, this gorgeous animated, uncomfortable humor.
1: Yeah. And along with that, the idea of. Can you believe this is on television? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And it's something like uh, David Letterman and Craig Ferguson did a lot where they would be doing some dumb bit and then they'll look straight down the camera. This is the only thing on CBS right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah, there was this there was this um this burgeoning understanding I think uh by the guys that were doing Adult Swim where it's like, "Oh shit, we have 22 minutes of uninterrupted airtime that we've been given to get this stuff on the air. Yeah. As long as we stay within certain Cartoon Network guidelines, my god what things we could do
1: and you it's know? not and then, like it's not like you know the Turner company was was gonna lose a bunch of money if if the show sucked
0: yeah exactly you know this it was the budget nuts.
1: was a dollar
0: yeah yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah if the show is an utter flop oh well we're out a dollar mm-hmm. but it had this huge cult following a devoted cult following
0: now, one thing I've never done, but I have a sneaking suspicion about, is that I, I, I would guess that some of the um, the uncomfortable humor, um, because they did a little bit of it in M- MST3K, but really not a lot. Um, I feel like a lot of the uncomfortable humor, the inspiration for it, came from uh, the stuff that Dr. Demento and Negative Land did, in the late 70s, early 80s, and then they were still going strong into the 90s. Yeah. Um, because the Negative Land guys would would do this that same thing, where they'd see how long... You know, they were doing it in audio escape form, but right. they would see how much they could get away with being uncomfortable about something on the air and how long they could do it either before somebody would call in, because the Negative Land shows were usually, you know, that on-air, you know, out of Sacramento... Uh, Or when they were doing the recorded bits, um, you know, they would kind of coordinate with each other to make sure that there were these long dead pauses. Um, Yeah. And then that also stitches back to some of the stuff that you and I talked about with Goon Show, where it's taking the um, the the um, implied comedic relationships that you come to expect and turning them on their head. and and giving the listener or in this case once you get to space ghost uh the viewer um an entirely different punchline an entirely different um uh dinner entree uh than they were expecting was going to come out
1: yeah and it's related to the famous alfred hitchcock quote um you know the lots of very smart people over the years have said that comedy and horror are related because they're both, you build tension, build tension, build tension, and then release it. Yeah. Build tension, build tension, release it. Right. It's the right. same sort of, Oh, ah, ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and Alfred Hitchcock has the famous quote where he says, if you show, you know, five minutes of people playing cards that's the most boring short film you've ever seen right but if at the beginning of it you show that there's a bomb under the table it's the most suspenseful five minutes you've ever seen and it's that sort of thing where the longer it goes the tension only builds yeah until the release comes and when it does come the catharsis is even greater and the laugh right. is even bigger or the oh, is mm-hmm. you know whatever response is only amplified
0: right the resolution is just like that much more satisfying because it's what you've been waiting for for so long uh, you see everybody
1: been... uh, culture is basically math <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true go be an engineer
1: um, yeah. go go design the perfect screen, uh, screenplay
0: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, God, there's so many good episodes. Um, let's see. And here. not then, and,
1: and not just the coast to coast, but I mean, Cartoon Planet. Every second of it is also quotable. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, whereas coast to coast was more experimental.
0: Yeah.
1: And more, what could we get away with? Yeah yeah um cartoon planet was just good old-fashioned joke 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 just dumb yeah. guys joking
0: yeah yeah and it's beautiful just for crazy that too. idiots it's beautiful but for a different reason because it was let's stick with the shtick you know yeah. let's let's uh but let's let's make it uh part of because i think cartoon planet was part of this turner animation block that they did in the mornings um,
1: yeah, that one I remember seeing at like, I don't know, like nine in the morning on right. TBS.
0: So it's the same guys, and then it moved but it was different template. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that started as, instead of a, a talk show, it was a, uh, it was a frame mm-hmm. and they would insert old Hanna-Barbera cartoons right, between right. the like two minute bits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Know, and, and then and it was a show, way to recycle
0: the classic shows. Yep.
1: Yeah, they would show Popeye or Tom and Jerry or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then it became its own thing. And then it became 20, yeah. 20 minutes or 22 minutes of them just doing these little short format sketches. But that's so Cartoon Planet, though, is the one that brought Brack to the oh forefront. Oh, my God. Brack. Because Brack becomes the reason to watch the show, and Andy yeah. Merrill just doing he these stole voices. It. Oh yeah, that was it. It was like basically. Hello, once,
1: my name is Brack. Yeah, yes.
0: once once Andy Merrill takes over as Brack, it's like everybody. Uh, well, I'm saying everybody, but really, you know, I, I'm just Space Ghosts and Zorak. Just you know, they become the, um, the 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 people that that Brack is bouncing the joke off of in order yeah. to get to the punchline. You know. Yeah.
1: Boy man somebody woke up from the wrong bed today. Yeah. 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 I love anytime you have Brat telling a story, you're yes. you're done. You're yeah. done. Go home. You're yep. done. I love uh my and and a lot of the best bits were put on the records, uh the CDs uh musical barbecue yes. and surf and turf. Yes. When uh my uh, I had a, a little blue Oldsmobile and when that car died um, it like literally like died on the side of the road the transmission right. fell apart right. and I was like well okay goodbye car and I got my I was on my way back to from the dorm in college to my parents house and it just died on the side of the road I barely made it into a cheap hotel right, to stay the night and then my dad drove down and picked me up the next day Um. And I was like, okay, get my stuff out of this car that I'm abandoning. Yeah. And what I did not think to get as I was standing on the side of the road was my dang Space Ghost CD. Ah, no! Yeah. A Space Ghost CD and a Mr. Bungle record Disco Volante Mm. uh, and a couple other really good CDs. I left them in the car, in the center console right and this was 15 years ago almost and i'm just lazy and haven't replaced them but man i missed those they were really good
0: <laughs> yeah i actually i bought um i'm sure i
1: could find one on on the internet for a dollar but I, i'm just I, lazy and i'd rather be sad than solve my problem
0: i very very committedly went on um ebay uh, about three to six months ago and uh, I, I knew that my wife already had a burned copy of Surf and Turf. Yeah. Uh, we could not find our copy of Musical Barbecue. And then the the uh, the album that my wife used as her wake-up song uh, all through college was the first track on uh, Brack Presents the Brack Album starring Brack. And, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, this is my show! Yeah, and... Um, so I took all three of those, and it was like my Herculean labor of love was sitting there and um, ripping these tracks one by one into iTunes so that across the house I could yell, you know, hey, you know, play uh, I Love Your Baby, you know, and all of a sudden the, I love you, baby! You know, I love the <laughs> I love way that you way walk! Up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Um,
1: <clears throat> but yeah, one of the things caught on that first album from cartoon planet is just bracks school days talking about and it's just this weird dumb rambling story it's like yeah it's like when i was when i was a kid i had a i had a monkey and i took him to class and i had i didn't want to take a test so i had him do it and i and he turned <laughs> into paper and he, and on the test, he wrote, hello, my name is Bingo. Can I have a banana? Eek, eek. Yeah. Yeah. I got an F. <laughs> 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 and I told, I told my, my mom, mom, and she said, yes. I told you, never trust a monkey. <laughs> love it.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: It's just it's this rambling good. nonsense.
0: Oh, I love it. Yes. yes. Oh, really, yeah. oh yeah. God. Um and like Count, count
1: Floyd would show up for some reason. Count yeah. Floyd SCTV. Joe Flaherty as Count Floyd.
0: Right, right. Hello, it's Count like, Floyd. What? Why are yeah. you here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just... yeah. Oh, I love, God. I love the line where Brack, um, uh, fourth walls uh, his animation, and um, Space Ghost is like, if you do that one more time. I am going to hit you with my Null Ray. And Brack goes, you can't hit me with my with that Null Ray, and you know why? And Space Ghost is like, why? Because I'm not animated to explode!
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Am I right, or am I right, am I right? <laughs> it's so
1: good. It's so good. Yeah. And then there'd just be little things like you know, it would like one cartoon would end and before the next cartoon began, there'd be like a 10 second segment where it's like, hey, it's big head day. I feel like I have a big head. <laughs> yeah. Big yes. fat head day. Shut up, bug. Yeah. And that's it. You get this like <laughs> yeah. four second. What? What was, what was that? Okay. <laughs> anyway.
0: Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brack sing uh, a
1: song about I love beans. Yep. Highway looking, 40 is a classic. Yeah. I'm going down. So I'm going down Highway 40 in my, in my big old, old pickup pick truck. And he does that <laughs> for like three minutes straight. Yeah. And then. Bo-do-do-ding. I'm going down Highway 40 in my big old pickup truck. I said I'm going
0: down. (laughs) I said I'm going down. So
1: so deeply stupid. Yep. (laughs) Because I love smart stuff. Yep. But I love stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. Especially when the stupid stuff is done to have the meta frame and feel work of smart stuff. And you're like, wait a minute. Should I be thinking or should I not be thinking? Okay, I shouldn't yeah. be thinking. Okay, this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Who
1: cares? It's great. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> so all right. Stupid. So I
0: found. I found. Um. I, I, I as per usual cheated and, and went to the intero nets. Um. But uh, I, I went through and I scrolled through and I remember some of my uh, my favorite episodes now and uh, I want to make sure that we um, uh, we we give them a a shout out. Um, okay. So Warren, with the with the potted plant that um, oh, that wow. talks to Space I Ghost, about that. is the one where they go and they find the evil replica of Space Ghost, who is voiced by the original Space Ghost, Gary Owens.
1: Gary Owens, the yes. man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. F-
1: laughing announcer, powdered mm-hmm. toast man. Yeah, Roger and the potted Ramjet? plant.
0: Yeah, and the potted plant is like, I want to go talk to Warren. And so they f- they fly to this other planet in the Phantom Cruiser. They entirely abandon the episode. Yeah. Um. They yeah, and and they just talk with 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 uh, Warren, who is uh, evil space ghost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so goofy. Yeah. So let's see here. Deeply, deeply goofy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the segments. Some of the various segments from Cartoon Planet. And keep in mind, this only ran for like 14 months, 16 months, right. something like that. Right. Uh, and for most of that time, it was just a framing device to show, to show cheap old reruns. Yeah. Yep. So the segments, there was Zorax Horror Scopes, yep. Poet's Corner, yep. Brax Monday Ratings Report, yep. Mailbag Day, Learning to Talk Italian, Nuggets of Joy. Zorax Helpful hints, cooking with Brack. And it, it goes on and on and on and on. There were dozens of segments with title cards and stupid little 10 second songs. Yeah. And it's like I mean Zorax
0: Zorax Horoscopes. Attention Libra.
1: <laughs> Do you
0: feel a horrible burden building and pulsating on the middle of your chest is it throbbing and feels terrible it's your
1: head (laughs) (laughs) i love this job
2: (laughs) breck did did you like that hey that uh, that was nice hey zorak was that your chicken sandwich in the refrigerator yeah why do you ask? Because I ate it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Breck, tell me you didn't eat my chicken sandwich. All right, I didn't eat your chicken sandwich. <sighs> but you did, didn't you? Yes. Even though it was in a brown paper bag with big letters on the side. Z-O-R-A-K. Do you know what that spells? Um, there's a yummy chicken sandwich in here and you need to eat it? Uh... Well, I wouldn't have eaten it if I knew it was yours! I thought it was Space Ghost! Oh! And it would be perfectly fine to eat my chicken sandwich. Yours was a ham sandwich. How do you know that? Because I ate that, too. What? I was hungry! Well, now, what are Zorak and I going to have for lunch? Why don't you order a pizza? They won't deliver up here anymore. Maybe because they don't like being bitten. Hey, that guy bit me first. Whatever! Well, I guess this is one of those bad news, good news situations. The bad news is both of your sandwiches got eaten. And the good news is I'm not hungry anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 what happens when you get people who feed off each other expertly. Right. And I had a
0: friend when I was young whose name was Clovar. He and I went to school together. Until one day when I realized I hadn't brought in enough lunch money, and, uh, oh, that was it for old Clovar. <laughs> With such a terrible upbringing, it is it any surprise that I went into evil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do a really good Zorak. Thank
0: you. I've had 20 years to practice? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and was, was it Lokar? Yes. The very erudite alien villain. (laughs) So he's sitting in like a grand uh, high back chair with some big book in his lap. And he would like introduce the episode for some reason.
2: This episode of all episodes is most particularly terrible
1: (laughs) because of the things that Space Ghost chose to do to me. Yeah, Yeah, just, oh, we could do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Kentucky
0: Nightmare. With uh, Willie Nelson, uh, old Kentucky oh, Shark whiskey, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. a shark on whiskey is mighty risky, <laughs> but a shark on beer is a beer, a beer engineer. Beer engineer,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. God. It was just endless, nonstop. But yeah, it's you take a handful of people with a similar mindset who feed off each other really well yeah. and you just plop in in front of microphones and, and have them do the dumbest, the dumbest thing that comes to mind. Right. And it's brilliant.
0: Oh, there's, I'm going to throw out one more and then I'll, uh, I, I want to briefly talk about more chronology stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah. There's one last one and it's one that, um, Jake and I liked a lot when we did the Hella Show. Um, it was this theme of, like, this is, um, uh, you know, contextually, this is the um, the mid-90s. So this, you know, Clinton era, it, it, you know, jingoism during that period of time kind of contextually makes a little bit more sense. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, so Space Ghost does this episode that's called Intense Patriotism, and he just yeah. repaints the entire studio. With, like, American flags and banners and stuff. And it's obvious he doesn't get it, right? But he's, he's, he renames himself America Ghost. And he has Jeff (laughs) Foxworthy on. And then he has Larry the Cable Guy on. Yeah, that was
1: in the, that was in the 2000s then. So that was in the Bush era, post 9-11, I believe. Because it went till 2004.
0: I, I i i'm i'm looking at it now it says 98 so i think oh, this is really i think this is just prior to 9 11 but it's it's oh, definitely wow. it's I like that was that, later it's at that time when it may be before blue color comedy tour but it's definitely got the blue color guys on there where they're yeah. they're kind of rising to find their place and yeah, they came
1: by and then they didn't get big till... Until later like yeah. 2000 2002 right.
0: yeah it was like i mean because yeah because wow. because blue collar comedy tour was like a direct reaction to it was the necessary jingoism that you needed post 911 but yeah um no this was 98 um and it's wow. it opens with this line where like he's he's obviously repainted the entire uh, uh, the entire set and he just looks at the camera and he goes look out world because space ghost is coming to america Today,
1: and then they roll the music. <laughs> and what's the music? Da 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 da. It's so fucking stupid. I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it would have to be '98, wouldn't it? They wouldn't let you yeah. do that. It would be yep. not. They wouldn't let you. It would be distasteful to do that. It would be yeah. yeah. Until around 2004, 2005, when it's like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, where irony was allowed back into the national Hang comedy on.
1: landscape. <laughs> Blind yeah. nationalism isn't the best thing on the world.
0: Perhaps we should not do this. Yeah, well. um, All right, so let's talk chronology for a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got, you got Space Ghost, uh, Coast to Coast, uh, which is 90s through early 2000s. I actually, as I was just looking at some notes on... Um, some of the links that I brought up here, it looks like the show, when you're talking, when we're talking about, um, uh, Adult Swim kind of hand feeding, uh, one or two episodes and then making a big production of it, that goes all the way up to 2008. So, yeah. So that's like Space Ghost is 1996 through 2008. Um, and I think one of the last episodes is the one where it's Space Ghost is basically, um, hawking, uh, these, this prototype version of Aqua Teen Hunger Force um, yes but then in the interim in the middle of that you have those same guys doing um, Cartoon Planet as the framework for doing you know showing some of those those retro retro Hanna-Barbera shows um, and, and then, then like you
1: said then they edited out the old cartoons and said let's yeah, just have the let's just make it stuff. Cartoon
0: Planet yeah exactly and then which was way that, better that results in the meteoric rise of Andy Merrill doing Brack, which yes. then results in Adult the Swim Brack going. Show. We should do the Brack Show, right? So then we yeah. they do the Brack Show. There's actually an Amanda
1: sexual new this. animation.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did Whoa. a really fucking good job with it. Yeah, I think Brack Show runs for like two seasons, or three seasons, but it's three. on it's, it's on there for long enough to to you know make itself <laughs> a pretty solid watermark um, in <laughs> Adult Swim.
1: In the Brack Show, had one of my favorite lines. What's that? Where uh, he's he's uh, babysitting the goldfish. Yeah. And they said they tell him now whatever you do, don't feed him three hams. Three <laughs> hams will kill him. Three hams <laughs> will kill him. Whatever something something don't feed him. Three hams. And so in Brack's mind, that mutates to, now what did he say about hams? And in his mind, it's, three hams will fill him. Three hams will thrill him. Why don't you feed him? Three hams. <laughs> and so he feeds the goldfish three hams. <laughs> and he gets enormous and, uh, you know, Trouble you know, ensues.
0: Right, right. Turns into, like, a monster. Just like, <laughs> it's just, yeah,
1: yeah. I and he know. has and Brack's parents. <laughs> he lives <laughs> with his parents who are a female version of Brack, is his right. mom. Yeah. And a, and a short little... I don't know, Cuban Dad. guy. He's kind yeah, of like a yeah. Ricky Ricardo guy. With he a looks mustache. yeah. He's
0: like Ricky Ricardo, or like or like young Pleasure Island era Ricardo Montalban, and yeah. he is also voiced by George Lowe. By That's George Face Lowe, Coast. and yeah, he has yeah. the
1: little like sixties uh, Cuban guy the mustache, the and he wears like a the vest and everything, the sweater yeah. vest.
0: Yeah. Oh. My mother, aren't you looking good today? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah oh that was so freaking good but yeah um uh. the other one that um his neighbor the, the other one
1: is, that I, his neighbor that? is mr thunderclase <laughs> yeah. some other Hanna barbera monster goes hey there mr thunderclase how you doing <laughs> <laughs> okay well i'll talk to you later
0: yeah, and Thunder
1: <laughs> is like this. Yeah, okay, yeah Thunder is this giant
0: like Transformer analog robot with like <laughs> missiles and rockets <laughs> sticking out of every orifice. You know, <laughs> I must go defeat an enemy of the you know of the universe. Yes. You know, rocket <laughs> launches voice off. is yeah. just. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, it was oh, so good. Oh god, it's so and dumb. And and that like that. That space ghost and Brack kind of, um, uh, I guess extended, uh, cartoon theme that 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 whole thing lasts well up into when did the Brack show go to? It had to be at least like 2003. Okay, oh,
1: maybe in reruns, but no, they uh, the actual show I looked it up was 2000 to 2003. Okay. so it was right. probably three seasons
0: uh, oh no wait IMDB shows are going from 2000 to 2007 really
1: yeah interesting uh,
0: maybe not I'm looking I'm, I'm scrolling down now um, it may be one of those where they like did specials or something like
1: that oh but, yeah, um, yeah 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 because some yes. of these like they would take two years off and then do one. Yeah. And then take a year off and do two. Oh, okay, two. never
0: mind. Yeah, it is 2000 through 2003. And then it's a random single episode in
1: 2007. So, oh, yeah, it's, okay, yeah.
0: This is that same stuff that we talked about um, before where it's like Adult Swim realized that they had the audience captive. And so they would just randomly drop a new episode of an old series and they'd be like, it's coming next week. Yeah. It's coming three days from now. Yeah, it's coming one day from now, <laughs> in two hours. Yeah, yeah. And and they had a lot of fun with that because that that was another case of that um that um playing with narrative format and then and then having the joke played on the audience because there was I can't remember which I was just thinking wasn't was.
1: there a show where they hyped a new episode and then when it yeah. was time it was nothing it was yeah. I think it was,
0: it was I think it was an Aqua Teen episode. I think it was an Aqua episode. Okay. And I think they just, like, they, they either did silence or they were like, we've chosen not to air this episode or something like that. Because Aqua Teen, for a long time, was considered just the show itself, and then the meta of putting the show on air was considered this giant prank on everybody. Right. And um, I think that was, I think that was the one that they did, where they hyped it like crazy, and then they, they purposely failed to deliver and that was like i think mid mid 2000s 2004 2005 sure i don't know i was home to watch it so i'd have been post so probably
1: 2004 yeah because yeah. i remember i was at the radio station at virginia tech and we got uh for some reason adult swim like contacted us and huh. they had the guy who played carl on aqua Teen did all these promos and they sent it out to college radio stations.
0: Oh, that's kind of neat. Oh
1: man, they were great. And we put them that's into our, cool. we had a little mini disc of various right. like 30 second, 15 second things to yeah, play the between bumpers. songs.
0: Yeah. And the bumpers. his, his yeah. one
1: that's like, Hey, uh, this is Carl from Aqua Teen. You're listening to college radio. So it's right. probably you know, a bunch of Tibetan bulls and uh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Come on, play some Thin Lizzy. Tonight is going to be a jailbreak. Yeah! <laughs> and then it would go to, you know, I'd put on some Farrah Sanders or something. Something really right. like boring and college radio-y. I shouldn't say boring. Right. Farrah Sanders was great. I love that guy. Ooh. I, I, yeah, I found
0: I found the episode, the, the Bjork episode. That's that's my absolute favorite one. Um, Knifing around. Um, <laughs> there are so many bits from Knifing Around that the are titles. so good. Like I, I know, I know that at least everybody in my friend group has at least once in their lives. Like as like just an uncomfortable break between conversations. It gets silent. And somebody looks at the other person and goes, I'm a knife knifing around. <laughs>
1: Just go on a little too long. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, then the if, old- and then if it's quiet again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the old rule of three where you do something once. Okay? You do it a second uh time, that establishes the pattern. And then the third time, that's the funny time.
0: Yeah, yeah, because then it's become a running joke. You've made it into a running joke.
1: You do a thing, you do it a second thing, and then the third time, oh, you're expecting the thing, but it's another thing. Yeah, But then you have shows like that where the second time is the funny time or the sixth time is the funny time. Mm-hmm. they they yeah. mess with the timing which throws yeah. you off which makes and it they more exciting keep,
0: and they keep 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 playing it out because they know they can
1: yeah
0: oh my god I'm looking at the transcript for night and, and it's just and got it's just so the, many quotables
1: and it's in the brilliant tradition of all the greatest most of the greatest things uh that occurred because no one was paying attention no one was telling them what to do. They didn't have a budget. They were in a basement mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. And they could just fart around and do their thing and follow their own weird path.
0: And they were getting away with it because they had such little oversight, which yeah. was wonderful for this show. Yeah. Because I think, you know, somebody, you know, somebody at a certain high levels was looking at this going, oh, it's a cartoon show. Where is it airing? Cartoon Network? Uh, okay, fine, whatever.
1: You yeah. know, what's it cost a dollar? All right, who cares? Sure. Whatever. Why are you telling yeah. me about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the reason why the Beatles evolved so fast yeah. and and became you know eight different really good bands was because yeah. they no one no one on earth could tell them what to do.
0: Yeah exactly that's
1: on one end of the like hi we're the biggest thing in the world people are there's more people devoted to us than there are to jesus like we're a big deal and so and they're like you know what touring is a bummer so we're just gonna stay home and crank out records twice a year okay cool right crank 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 reinvent 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 Mm -hmm. and then on the flip side of that when you are like the megastars of the universe and then the flip side of that is stuff like this where it's like We're three random dudes in, you know, with a 1230 a.m. show on on a weekend night that nobody watches. Right. No one should be watching this. Why would anyone watch this?
0: It's that same negative land um, uh, evolution control committee uh, fringes of society nervous, uh, giddy excitement that comes from we're going to get away with this. We're going to get yeah. on nationally syndicated air and we're yeah. going to get away with this. You know? It's, yeah. you know, it's
1: the same thing as Python. The first yeah. half a season of Python, nobody at the BBC watched it or cared. Yeah. They couldn't right. care less. Right. And once they were filmed and half of it had aired and they started to get popular, it's like, oh, uh, it was kind of too late to mess with right. it. It's like, oh, I right. guess, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what yeah. this
1: show is, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, why did we let you guys get away with this for so long? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything
1: once if you're on past midnight, no one upstairs cares about your show. Exactly. Whether it's the '70s, '80s, today, if you have a if you have a 1:00 AM show, no one at the network cares. No one yeah. controlling the money cares yeah and so yeah you can basically do whatever you want and now that's you know move to the internet and podcast because there's been a there's a
0: reason that you were given that 12 to 2 a.m. slot it's like we don't really want to pay attention to you at this time so and we don't trust you enough to
1: pay you yeah but we don't trust you enough to like look at it
0: yeah and also we (laughs) don't care enough so please go away yeah yeah Um,
1: I'm busy talking (laughs) with the sponsors go away
0: yeah right I have a hit. Si- what is it? I have a hit song about a knife. And yes, I'm married. Oh God, there's so many. Oh God, I'm just like, I'm, I'm sitting here scrolling through the transcript for knife, knifing around. Oh God, it's so good. It's yeah. so freaking good. The writing in it was fantastic. Oh man, hold on. I gotta find the uh, the back. Who wrote and forth that episode? Do
1: you see? Does it say what who wrote say? it?
0: Uh, uh uh writers are it, it was the same writers as usual as the um uh matt mielero and uh and dave willis um who oh, okay. were some of the earliest guys uh behind uh adult swim they were the, the kind of core in heart um yeah but oh my god the, the the bit here it is uh
1: i have to say i'm a great big fan of triangles
0: Well, I have to say I'm a great fan of Chuck Norris, and he was in the Delta Force, and the Delta was a triangle.
1: The one that came out when I was 11.
0: Yeah, you know, honey, all this talk about Chuck is making me want to get married all over again. Yeah? Yeah, because at the Beta Barn, you get 20% off for each marriage. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So freaking good. All right, I'll stop because because otherwise I'm going to be doing this for the rest of the night. (laughs) Oh, I know. I've met him. He's living on our couch with the urine and tell him (sighs) to stop letting strangers in to listen to his new beats. It makes all the children happy. Honey, those aren't children? They're packets of cream cheese. Sometimes (laughs) I can't separate between the two. Do you know that? Yeah, I, 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 I wish I had known that when we were just dating. You have a mask. Has anyone told you? Uh, honey, I buried a present for you out in the yard. <laughs> I'll stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking oh, at God. the writing credits, oh. and I didn't yeah. realize how often uh, Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer were writing episodes. They were writing, like, three or four a season.
0: Every, yeah, it was like, at least with Evan Dorkin, I know it was like every third episode.
1: Yeah, it I was always he the wrote, two of them together.
0: I think he wrote the pavement episode.
1: That would make sense. It would, yeah. it would go in with his uh, sort of sensibilities. His like punk, kind of old punk rock, angry guy.
0: Right. Uh, let's see here. Um,
1: Hi, this is the up? Dan and Aaron Read Wikipedia show.
0: Yeah, I'm so sorry. Alright, alright, yeah. I know, we we're, should, we're uh, both
1: guilty of it. Yeah, maybe that's a sign.
0: Yeah, I think that's a sign. Yeah. We're at an hour 30 on it it's there's so much to it that's
1: good i know
0: all right well, um hey,
1: if uh, if you haven't watched it any of these shows they're all very good and yeah. uh you should watch them dummy <laughs> what's the matter yeah, what let's, you? let's let's <laughs>
0: stop before i start pulling up more transcripts and doing voices because uh, yeah 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 lord knows that's going to just go on advent infinitum at this point um all right, well, um, thank you for listening to the uh, Dan and Aaron like-rama. Um This episode's so good. I'm thinking about not even uploading it.
1: Music! <laughs> I already did the music. You do the music.
0: All right, all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>